Hello, my name is Chris Chai, and you are listening to Launchbike, coming to you from our homes on Sunday, August 3rd, 2014. With me is my regular co-host, Brian Lee. Hello. We here at Launchbike talk about starting up in Singapore and share our experiences, lessons, and thoughts. Launchbite is part of the Balkan Network, a, ne- a network dedicated to bringing you the latest lifestyle and tech news. This week, we talk about work-life balance. What are some of the myths that we hear from people about the lifestyle of an entrepreneur? Is it really possible to maintain this balance if you want to succeed as a business? And we share our tips for keeping yourself from burning out too quickly. All this and more on today's show. Brian, so how are you doing? Hello, uh, awesome. And yesterday I just paced my friend uh, around two rounds on the Bukit Timah Hill. He was doing a 100km race called Pick to Pick. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I can never, I'll never ever run more than, I don't know, 10, 20. <laughs> he just finished the race this morning. Uh, 6 a.m. He started at wow. 6 a.m. Basically, he ran the whole course in 24 hours. <laughs> oh my god. It's, it's incredible that this is actually possible by a human body and I cannot imagine anyone doing that. It's crazy. I don't know. I think they, I, I I think he's crazy too, but, uh, <laughs> I, but I don't know. It's just put, yeah. Wow. Yeah. You can imagine the the pain and yeah that can't be good for your body yeah (laughs) but the mind is also very powerful because you push yeah for for sure for sure i think past a certain point it's really not just about like i guess it's it's definitely a lot physical Mm -hmm. but the most of it is really your your mental strength to be able to uh, just keep pushing right yeah yeah. It's like starting up, right? Just keep pushing. But sometimes... <laughs> <laughs> but we also need to know that uh, are we doing this stubbornly because we keep pushing then we must understand the market as well. Yeah, for sure. I know your limits. Uh. And also the thing is, um, even if you do this for startups, you kind of have like your knees still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's one good point. <laughs> oh, anyway, yeah. we are doing this in a, around 10 50 yeah, right now. on Sunday night, which is, I think, the latest that we've ever recorded a podcast. Yes. Um, couple of reasons why, because I've been extremely busy this uh, weekend. Um, a lot of personal stuff to settle. And also, I think I realized the reason why I had such bad voice every morning when we did it was that it was too close to when I woke up. Yeah, so I realized it takes me about two to three hours after I wake up to clear my throat and to be able to speak without having all this phlegm come up. So, yeah. Um, we probably will be doing our podcast a little bit later in the days from now on to avoid the issue of having bad roads. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but it's true, you really sound better compared yeah, yeah, to the yeah. morning podcast. Yeah, the whole day, like, given time to warm up your voice, I think it's actually quite important for um, for people who want to host or to DJ. And I, I ju- it just didn't occur to me for the last few weeks. So yeah, there you oh. go. So... We- you, you talk about sharing the work-life balance, right? So yeah. Today, you, you, yes, you can start okay. your problem. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, it's something that has been coming up quite a lot this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it first started when we were talking to the girls from Tomboy Tarts. Mm-hmm. Uh, they actually asked, because um, I think they wanted to meet up with us and 
uh, one of the things was they were asking me when I was free, but the issue was uh, last week I incorporated the company. Mm -hmm. So there have been a lot of things that I've been needing to do and mm. a lot of uh, things that I will need to do for the next few weeks. So I couldn't really find a time where I could meet up with them. And um, I think it was Raven who made the comments like, do you even sleep? <laughs> and then that uh, started me thinking about, you know, how is it that uh, we as entrepreneurs start mm -hmm. to balance our lives and um, are able to dedicate enough time to uh, do our work as well as maintain our relationships with our family and friends. And today as well, or was it, a I think you know, it was yesterday. Mm -hmm. um, I went out with another group of friends who I made in university. Mm -hmm. And one of the things uh, one of the girls asked was, uh, what was it? You know, like um, she made a comment that, you know, as an entrepreneur, our mm -hmm. time schedules are a lot more flexible than um, people working nine to five jobs. But then um, I kind of said like, uh, no, uh, we work longer hours. It's just that uh, we kind of have to move things around mm -hmm. so if we if we if you find that we can come out in the middle of the afternoon right it's because we are probably burning evenings or we are working on weekends yeah you're right you're right so i i think this this term where people think that oh you're an entrepreneur you have all the free time yeah yeah so but i think was... you're right we just move the time around like i meet you for lunch uh maybe longer hours but i will compensate it by working later as well yeah, yeah. So this, those are the kind of things that I um, kept hearing from people. So I kind of started thinking about, oh, what are all the myths that we hear um, about the entrepreneur lifestyle? Um, because right now it's like the hot topic in Singapore, especially. Mm -hmm. Well, not just in Singapore, across the world, like uh, entrepreneurs everywhere are um, like really living the rock star kind of life. Mm -hmm. But the problem is that a lot of these stories that you hear are the success stories as well. And behind that, there are a lot of us who are really struggling and uh, trying to make our, uh, make our ideas work. And really the sad part of it is that a lot of us will fail. Yes. Right? So I kind of wanted to talk about this idea of like, how do you maintain this work-life balance so that you don't drive yourself crazy, but you give your business the best chance it has to really work out. Yeah. And I think it's really more important than um, all these business plans, all your uh, talent and all of that. Because at the end of the day, if you are not there to lead your company, then your company is not going to be able to survive. So yeah. what are the three myths that you... Okay, yeah. So I kind of uh, pulled out three myths that came from an uh, article from uh, Founders Institute, mm -hmm. uh, misconceptions about the entrepreneur's lifestyle. So the first myth is that entrepreneurship is the road to happiness. So... <laughs> Uh, coming to the point where I was saying that we hear about all these stories of these success stories and how uh, we are living in a world where these people are getting like billions of dollars throwing parties and uh, really living it up, right? Mm -hmm. But everyone who starts a business will know that it's a lot of stress. There are a lot of things to do. And for the most part, you're in it alone, right? Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, what I, would, do you I would say that uh, so, entrepreneurship is the road to happiness. Uh, <laughs> so I laugh, right? Because I think that uh, when I first started uh, with Daryl, uh -huh. so when we started uh, at Block 71 together, uh, there was about 12 startups that, that period of time. Yeah. So three years down the road, now 2014, uh, I, I don't want to put a name to it, but uh -huh. if I were to count, there are maybe four to five remaining startups around. Yeah. The rest have either 
close down or they have mm. fever and do something else. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the truth. <laughs> it's not necessary happiness. Mm-hmm. And it's quite sad because you see, like when everyone was together at Blocks of Wonder, we were talking about how, oh, what, uh, what we aim, what we vision our our startup to be, and how can we move forward. And only to realize three years down the road, hey, something happened to this. Hey, why, uh, what went wrong? And uh, you know, mm, sort of sad if I were to put it. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think it does take quite a toll on um, the founders, especially. Yeah. Yeah, and I think. Um, Kudos to you and Daryl for sticking in this for so long. And you got a lot of the bricks because you guys hung in there, right? Mm-hmm. For a but, long time. Uh, and yeah. But it is also not wrong that this statement is the road to happiness because if you might become the next Mark Zuckerberg and you can be only leaders <laughs> and your product can uh, be like used worldwide and you will feel... I know when someone is using your product, it feels that, hey, I'm like changing the world, making an impact. Yeah, for sure. Because um, especially when you get feedback on like your first product and it gets out there in front of people and your friends see you on the news and stuff like that, yeah. you definitely feel that satisfaction, mm-hmm. that uh, validation that what you've been working for um, has uh, actually come to the point where you have a measure of success, right? And I think there's really no way to describe that feeling, right? It's just you feel good. <laughs> Yeah, but at the same time, remember that in order to get to that point, it was a lot of sweat, a lot of blood. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And I think of something. I, I'm mm-hmm. not sure whether if you... Is it all right for you to share? So what is the vision of the your, your startup? The vision of my startup? Yeah. So that now today, like... No, <laughs> what day is today? Uh, 3rd of August, 2014. 14. Mm-hmm. Two years down the mm-hmm. road, we see this vision. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, Vision of my startup. <clears throat> well, so much for my voice being better. Uh, vision of my startup. I think... Uh, wow, I should have an answer for this. I mean, yeah. I've been talking about it for quite a while. Okay, so I kind of want to build... Uh, okay, how I envision my startup is to, be, mm-hmm. is to be able to enable innovation in a space where no one has really um, worked on before. Mm-hmm. which is the retail, the physical retail space. We are all talking about e-commerce. We're all talking about um, automating homes and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. we don't seem to care about uh, spaces that we share with other people. So there's very little innovation there. And what I want to do is help other people innovate in that area. So that's kind of my vision, I guess. Yeah. Awesome. We have recorded it down and it's going to launch the public. <laughs> <laughs> Three years down the road, we'll, we'll revisit this podcast. Yes, hopefully sooner. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so yes. anyway, moving on to the second myth is you can work whatever hours you want. So this comes back to the comment that my friend made, right? That mm-hmm. um, our time is very flexible and uh, we can choose whenever we want to work or whether we want to take the day off and stuff like that. But that's entirely not true. Mm-hmm. And it's especially untrue if you're the founder of the company and a lot of the decisions are um, uh, they kind of need to go through you. Yeah. So while we can make time to meet people, and I think most of us really do because we want to help others and we also would like to meet up with our fellow entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. At the same time, we also, uh, in order to make this time, we kind of push the work to the evenings or to the weekends and stuff like that because the work's not going to go away. Yeah. Even if you go out for lunch or anything, it's going to be there and you kind of have a, a milestone that you want to hit. Mm-hmm. 
And as long as you're within that milestone, I guess, you know, we have the flexibility of choosing uh, what to do. But at the same time, we also realize it does disrupt the way that we work, for sure. I, I would have to... Uh, I think you have pointed out two, two things. One thing is, like mm -hmm. I mentioned before, we are moving around the time. So, for example, another example will be, most of my friends will be, hey, how can you be... Uh, training for a marathon how, how 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 do you find the time like how can you actually run in the morning or run in the evening how about your work so mm -hmm. we we are j personally myself is just moving around time so if i'm running if i have a run training at six uh it ends at nine the moment i reach home after i bathe and settle down the next thing is to open up my laptop and to continue what i left off and yeah. that that will drag into the night. That's one thing. The mm -hmm. the second thing that you uh, share about is, oh man, I kind of forgot. <laughs> you talk about something that I wanted to share uh, that relates closely besides moving around the time. Um, the work mm. is always there. Oh yeah, the work is always there. Yes, yeah. the milestone. Yes, the deadline. Mm -hmm. So, for example, if we are not as founders ourselves. Yeah. If we do not set a date for ourselves, so for example, uh, I say by by fifth uh, of August, I must have products feature X be done. Mm. If yep. you yourself, as the founder, cannot achieve this, how will you show or gain respect from your subordinates or rather your staff and your team? Because they said, "Hey, my founder cannot even finish his stuff on time. Why would yeah. I have to?" You know. It's like, it's like a role model that you have to achieve and let your staff know that, hey, I achieved on time and our meeting that I can share with them, okay, I have done this, this, this. This mm -hmm. is what I'm going to do for the following week. Mm -hmm. So I think these are the two important things that you have pointed out. Yeah, that's, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that's I think um, at the end of the day, it's really about being uh, responsible for your own time because you know that um, you can kind of spare the time. You need to really be disciplined about completing your task mm -hmm. but you in the end of the day at the end of the day you can really uh, spare the time in order to meet people mm -hmm. yeah. okay so the third myth is that you have lots of time for your personal life so um i don't know if i completely agree with this but at the same time i'm not really the best example of it i think you are a better example of uh, someone who has been able to uh maintain a good personal life mm -hmm. uh, personally i don't really i'm not in a relationship i uh -huh. don't really spend much time with my family and um partially because i live with my mom uh -huh. so um it's i mean we have dinners together and stuff and we talk but for the most part like it's quite low maintenance yeah <laughs> low maintenance. yeah in a way la. Uh, and then the thing is um, you've got a, you're very close to your family Mm -hmm. And also, you've got a girlfriend, or yeah. rather, should I say, fiance? Yeah. So, like, you're a lot more successful at this <laughs> side of things than I am. So, what do you think about the myth that uh, you have lots of time for your personal life? I, I think it goes back to this. Okay, roughly the same thing. Uh, so one of the things is we are just moving our times around. But uh -huh. I think most importantly is because I ha I think I'm going to score a point on this. It's because the, the other partner understands that you are doing a startup and they know Aww. that startup life have no time. <laughs> so okay, there you go. You got it, uh, Lee Tran. Yeah. <laughs> you said it on air. So there we go. <laughs> uh, no, actually I meet her. So some people are asking like, hey, um, 
Friday, how come I uh how are you not meeting Li Juan? So I would say that yeah. on Friday is the time where I can uh most of my staff uh, will knock off early because you know it's Friday. Uh-huh. Uh, I would tend to stand late later because just to want to get a good roundup of the week's work so that I can prepare mm-hmm. for the next meeting. So yep. usually I will stay later on Friday. Uh, in a typical week, I mm-hmm. will meet Li Juan uh once <laughs> during the weekday and. Of course, during a weekend, once during a weekend. That means one week, we meet two days away. Wow. <laughs> wow. She must be really understanding. Yes, she is really understanding. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but, okay, so that's, 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 uh, that's for, you know, when, when you say like personal life, relationship, mm. that's how I maintain. But most importantly, the other, the other party must understand that you are in a startup life. You are not a uh, 8 to 5 or 9 to 5, uh, 9 to 6 regular yeah. uh, employee that after sure. work, maybe after 6, you can say, hey, let's go uh, shopping, let's watch a movie. You yeah. know? But there's also benefit to it because, mm-hmm. uh, like, for example, uh, because we can shift our time around. So let's say Monday, uh, because the movie tickets are cheaper on Monday, then I can say, hey, <laughs> why not we catch uh, Monday's evening movie show? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think um, we'll talk about this a little bit more when we are talking about our tips uh, mm-hmm. for um, being able to maintain this balance better. Mm-hmm. But it's really all about allocating times mm-hmm. and being able to plan out your time properly so that you know you can spend enough time um, uh, doing the social thing, You know, meeting up with your friends or meeting up with your loved ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So while you know, it is tough, and I think especially... Um, I've started to experience this already over the last couple of weeks because mm-hmm. most of the time on weekdays I'm working at Vitsi, on weekends I'm working on my own projects. So I've really, I haven't met up with my friends for quite a while. And um, the last public holiday was uh, was something that made me realize, you know, like um, I hadn't seen them for maybe a month by that point. And we actually used to meet up quite often in the past. So, you know, you do have to sacrifice and you really do need to allocate time to your business. And sometimes it's very difficult to be able to maintain your relationships. But it's the same for any job, I would think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Yeah, but this is just a start, Chris, because you uh-huh. will have to add... Uh, so be- besides uh, making a better product, you have to allocate time for networking, you have to allocate time for wireless administrative stuff that is going to come. Yeah, and actually, um, I think that will lead us actually very mm-hmm. nicely into the second point of this conversation. Um, mm-hmm. We've kind of wrapped up the myths. Uh, it's whether or not it is really possible to maintain this balance, this work-life balance. Uh, because according to an article on Forbes, right, um, work-life balance is for losers, not closers. <laughs> this was an article that was written in response to uh, someone's tweet that if you really want your business to succeed, you need to sacrifice a lot of your social life. Uh, that um, your discipline will beat your talent, your intellect, um, over as in the amount of time that you spend working on your startup will actually uh, improve your business a lot better than whether or not you are talented or whether or not you are uh, smarter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's something that I guess I kind of uh, agree that you do need to put in that amount of time to get your startup to work. But at the same time, you do need to realize that you're not a machine. That you, as a person, especially as a founder, you will need to be able to balance yourself so that you don't burn yourself out. 
And uh, that brings me to the question I actually wanted to ask you, Brian. Mm-hmm. Because you, um, in Intrax, right, you perform the role of, uh, you do a lot of execution stuff. Mm-hmm. You do a lot of planning. You also do quite a bit of coding, if I'm not wrong. And you also do accounts. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of wondered, like, what is your typical day like? And um, how is it that you're able to perform all these roles in the company? Okay, so um, how I used to do it, or how, how am I doing right now is... Uh, I would take so there are five, so let's say a five day week. Mm-hmm. I would take uh, Monday. Yeah. Uh, sorry. So every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday is my uh, working day. Working meaning that I will join the team. I will execute. I will do a bit of code. Uh, I will uh, talk to the team members to understand how how everything is going. Mm-hmm. Uh, then for then for Monday and Friday, usually will be the. Uh, Hi, I will, some people call it a CEO mode where you will be doing the planning, uh-huh. uh, strategizing uh, what you're going to do next and uh, maybe a bit of manager mode because you uh, need to clear out the administrative stuff. Right, right. The only way to do this is to allocate time and set a fixed day uh, in, in my perspective to allocate time and set a fixed day for it. Mm. Otherwise... So I'm going to share with you a very typical recent example of a big mistake that I made. Okay. So just last Friday, uh, so because it is during the, uh, this period of time is the uh, auditing period where they are doing the closing audit and everyone has to submit the audit to ECRA and or whatever, IRAS. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I had to close up the auditing accounts and I also had to give the payroll uh, to my staff. Mm-hmm. But also... But because we are launching a new product, uh, some of the team members will come to me when I'm cleaning the accounts. They will come to me and say, hey, uh, Brian, can I, uh, what do you think about this new design? Hey, that particular hardware cannot work. Can we get a new one or can we have an alternative uh, option? So we'll start discussing. And by the time I come back to do the accounts, and I had to rush for 6 p.m. because OCBC uh, payroll closed at 6 p.m. Uh, so I rushed to make the payroll, right? Only that I realized all my payroll, I gave the wrong amount. Oh, man. <laughs> because, uh, so I think pre-podcast, we, I talk a bit. The problem is uh, I'm doing things half-heartedly. Mm-hmm. So I can say that that particular day, so last Friday was not a productive day, was yeah. in a total mess. So the inputs that I give to the hardware team was like, 50-50 because one, one side of my mind was thinking that hey, I need to rush for the accounts because I need to close at 6pm for OCBC and another mm-hmm. side is hey, how am I going to make this uh, hardware work is there an alternative and all so it's not we are not putting 100% effort into the things that we are doing yeah yeah, yeah absolutely because the focus is not there mm-hmm. yeah. and that's how I, that is how I split my day and mm-hmm. uh I, I don't split it into hours. That means today, if I'm doing a de- development for iOS, I will just, the whole day, I will do iOS. Yeah. I think a lot of us uh, think that we can actually multitask. Mm-hmm. And uh, while I agree that some of us are capable of doing that, and I thought that I could do it in the past, it's always been a lot better to be able to focus on a particular task uh, for an extended period of time. So I realized because uh, there were points of time where I was playing the role of designer and developer, designer, developer. 
So I would have tasks where I would uh, maybe spend one, two hours uh, doing some planning and some designing, and then I'll hop into coding. But then over a couple of weeks, I realized a lot of my deadlines were starting to slip, even though I estimated them on times that um, I was very familiar with. Mm-hmm. Or rather, uh, I was able to estimate the workload quite uh, accurately in the past. And the only reason why I overshot this right, was that it took me time to be able to slip back into, like, say, developer mode or uh, designer mode. Oh, and yeah. Yeah, this, I think this is exactly the same with what you just described, and being mm-hmm. a manager, being a worker. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's something that um, we don't realize takes a lot of time for us to switch between. And because of that, we lose a lot of productivity. And also, it's a lot more tiring, I feel. Yeah, I'd like to add, you are absolutely right. It, it's mm-hmm. not, okay, when we are planning, we think that, hey, for this, uh, for five hours, I'm, I'm going to code. Then mm-hmm. for the next two hours, I'm going to plan. Uh, I think this doesn't work because yeah. that five hours, you may not be actually doing actual development. Maybe the first two hours, you are settling down. You are looking at some stack overflow to solve your problem. Then you started the code. Mm-hmm. And when you want to move over to plan, the period of time where you need to settle down and move into that mode that you're talking about, your designer mode or your product development mode, yep. takes time. So yeah. that seven hours that you plan, maybe only that three to four hours you actually really do stuff, the rest yeah. are all settling down. Exactly. And I think um, what we've been talking about uh, over the last few minutes is about sort of work-work balance. Uh-huh. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> coming back to the idea of work-life oh, yeah, balance, yeah. right? It's also about time. Mm-hmm. And I think um, personally for myself, when I try to balance it, I've been trying out different ways mm-hmm. where I'm working uh, all out for maybe the weekdays and then relaxing on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Or um, what I've kind of settled on now where I work during the day um, from, I guess my working starts at nine all the way till maybe about seven or eight in the evening. And then after that, when I get home, I just stop work and I relax, either by reading or by playing a game. And uh, by being able to allocate this time, right, Mm -hmm. I realize my mind's a lot more refreshed when I come back to work the next day, as opposed to working all the way to like late at night and then sleeping and then immediately getting up to work again. Um, So I guess what I'm trying to get at is that you really need to allocate time to recharge. Yes. Not just by sleeping, but by distracting your mind with something else. Mm-hmm. be it a, a TV series or a game or something. Yeah. And that will give you brand new idea as well. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think so. And so, also actually, I think later on, we'll be talking about something else to do, um, mm-hmm. learning new things, but we'll save that for later. For, for me, the, the something else is uh, running. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it gets, gets the thing off my mind, become fresh again. Yeah, and I think um, it's also something that I realized when I went out and talked to people, mm-hmm. um, especially I, w- I started to ask my friends out more, like to have dinner with them and just chat about uh, what I'm doing, my ideas, uh, things that are happening around the world, right? Mm-hmm. It gives you this perspective on things uh, where you're c- talking to maybe a friend who's not in the tech industry or a friend who's um, been with you for maybe 10, 12 years, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, also something I realized last week is that some of the friends that I have now I've known for more than half my life which is kind of weird but yeah um, <laughs> okay. and the other thing is 
when I spoke to them and then they kept asking me questions about, oh, you know, how could this or could they do, could I do this instead of um, something else, right? And then I started to have all these perspective and uh, even more enthusiasm about what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And when I got back to it, I was kind of inspired uh-huh. in a way of what I'm doing. And that gave me even more motivation to keep working. So, you know, being social is not actually always bad for your work. You should always think of it as a different, um, think of it like stretching. You know, you're not running, but then you're doing something else that is beneficial to your body, I guess. Yeah. I would say, I just like to clarify, your social, your social is really meeting up with friends, not just, <laughs> to the listeners, it's not just Facebook. Or yeah, it's not just Facebook. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's really meeting up with friends. Yeah, um, yeah. But I think this will also be a good uh, segue to the, the, to the third segment where we share about uh, the tips mm. that we have. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I think I'll start off, then mm-hmm. maybe we can alternate. Yeah. Um, the first thing is, uh, I would say delegate. That's mm-hmm. one of the most important things that you need to learn as a founder. If you have um, hired your first team, or if you have your partners working with you, and uh, say you're the main guy who's uh, driving the idea, right? Mm-hmm. Be sure that you can delegate tasks. Mm-hmm. And don't be afraid, as in find people that you can trust and then delegate the work to them that you think that they can accomplish better than you. So ultimately, this is also part of the team building thing I think that we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Uh, You need people who can help you share the burden because if you're not, if you're going to handle everything yourself, you're going to burn out. Mm -hmm. There is no way that you'll be able to find enough time even if you dedicate like 20, excuse me, I just burped. (laughs) I mean, if you dedicate like 24 hours a day and seven days a week to your, uh, to your business, right? Mm -hmm. You will not have enough time to be able to fulfill all the different things that you need, all the different parts that is required to run a business. So you need to find people to help you. Yeah. So that's my first step for me. I Yeah. Mm. So I'd like to add something to the delegate part, uh, Mm -hmm. the, about the trust issue is uh, when you're looking for a te- new team member, uh, mm-hmm. the thing about trust is sometimes if you hire someone or you, you, you recruit someone and if you do not trust the person, you tend to micromanage, uh, which is wrong, I think, because as a founder Absolutely. or as an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. you, sh- you should be able to... There's a phrase in Chinese, they call it like... Uh, Yongping mm. uh, something like that. So when like when you are using a soldier, right, you should not like uh, you should trust them to empower them to do their stuff. Otherwise, yeah. you will tend to Absolutely. micromanage. Yeah. So mm. that's one one thing. And about yeah. delegation, uh, delegation, there are certain tasks that you can. Uh, you don't necessarily have to recruit because that will add to your overhead. You can actually outsource. If we talk about it, for example, yeah. uh, accounting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although I outsource uh, the auditing, we still must do some parts of ourselves. Yeah. Uh, so, so auditing and accounting, we can still uh, outsource it. So mm-hmm. if you want to know more, you can look to the previous podcast that we did. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's about the two delicate things that I want to, to add. Okay, cool. So, so what's, what's your tip, tip for our listeners? Uh, allocate time <laughs> so and periods. So for, for my example, which I shared earlier on, is I break mm-hmm. down into days. So Monday and Fridays are the days for 
uh, management uh, strategy, mm-hmm. uh, thinking on directions. What should I do for the next week? What should I do for the next two years and all? While mm-hmm. two, three, four, eh, two, three, four are uh, execution. It's all mm-hmm. execution with the team. Get to know the team more and also uh, working together with the team. Yep. So, so also on my end, it's very similar, but um, because. I kind of just handle the technical stuff at Vitsi. Mm-hmm. So I'm very focused on allocating times for the team, the technical team, to uh, focus on a particular task. Like, for example, I was sharing with you earlier, um, Ishu, our front-end developer, is actually supposed to be responsible for a lot of the uh, front-end um, that you see on our website. And so over the last couple of weeks, she's been working on a lot of design stuff. And uh, as a result, I made it a point that whatever bugs that showed up on the front end or whatever things that needed to be changed on the front end, I would take it upon myself so that she could focus on working on um, just design and not have to break out of that mode like we were talking about earlier. Because I always feel like if you're able to focus on something, you will get better the more time that you spend focused on it. Yeah, so that's on a macro level to allocate times and periods and sticking to it. On a more micro level, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's actually quite important if you're a person of habit to be able to allocate times in the day uh, for certain things. So personally, like myself, um, ever since I got you to give me a running um, schedule, right? Something to uh, training schedule, I started to allocate mornings for runs, like between seven to eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, 7.30 to 8.30 depending on what time I actually get my ass out of bed um, and then after that I get home in time to change the shower and then to prep and start going to work right and then I dedicate that time that I spend traveling to work to reading uh, reading the news reading flipboard reading uh, things that I'm interested in so it's kind of this habit that brings my brain into uh, sort of like working mode yeah. So then the rest of the day is spent working and then when I get home, right, I very specifically do not do work past 8 p.m. once I reach home. I spend maybe two or three hours uh, relaxing, watching a show or playing a game and then I sleep at like 12 or 1 depending on what I'm doing. So it's that kind of thing where I have built this habit of allocating uh, certain times of the day. And because of that, I give my brain like enough rest and I also am productive and I know I should be productive during, the, during those times. So it's, it's easier to um, manage like the tasks that I have and also easier to tell myself that, you know, hey, um, just focus on completing these tasks during this period. You will have another period of time that you've really allocated to doing something else. Yeah. And on the topic of uh, allocating time, I'd like to <laughs> ask you, so uh-huh. how much do you, uh, how many hours do you sleep per day? Haha, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So uh, it varies, I guess, between um, six to eight hours, depending mm-hmm. on how tired I am. Mm-hmm. But on average, I think I sleep about six hours on weekdays and maybe seven hours on weekends. Yeah. I would say uh, I'm around the same range. And I mm-hmm. like to share with the listeners that I think that sleeping is very important. Yes, don't don't, don't sure. sacrifice your sleep because you think that you sleep uh, four hours and you can do magic. You need to have that rest to be <laughs> refreshed. We are not as young as we used to be. <laughs> yeah. I okay. guess, I don't know, when I was in university, I could kind of survive on four hours. Um, uh-huh. I think I did for about a year, but then it was terrible. Wow. I felt terrible, I think. Yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> but there is also this uh, theory about the sleep cycle, but nah, mm-hmm. maybe we'll talk about it some other time. Yeah. I find it quite interesting, but yeah. Okay, so um, the last tip that we have for you is to refresh yourself by mm-hmm. learning something small. Mm-hmm. So um, this was something that I actually uh, do believe in quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we as uh, people, right, as people who are curious about things, about learning things and about solving problems, uh, our brains tend to like to... Okay, this, this is on a personal level. We would like to learn... Um, new things and not be doing the same thing over and over again and unfortunately I guess I think you understand this during execution right Yeah. you really just sit there and you code you sit there you solve problems you code you fix bugs you code you build more things and it's very repetitive Mm -hmm. yeah so one of my tips is you really should uh, take some time maybe spend one afternoon on the weekend to pick up something else a different kind of skill yeah, I think in your case, because you run a lot mm-hmm. as well, it's something that uh, you're driven to improve and it's something separate from work that uh, you can do. Uh, for me, it's learning something like UX or learning to draw. That's what I've been trying to do over the last month or so with varying degrees of success, I guess, especially drawing. I'm terrible at drawing, but yeah, I've been trying. But the main thing is um, it's very different from what I do day to day. And because of that, I feel very um, refreshed in a sense whenever I come back to doing my work because I've been, I've kind of distracted myself and I've been doing something else different, uh, productive, but different from what I usually do. Yeah. I think you are absolutely right because I, I also try to pick up some uh, small, very small things like for example, uh, I shared with uh, you one of the course that I'm taking on is the uh, Bootstrap Tree web design. It's on Tube mm. Plus, T-O-T-P-L-U-S. Yeah. So uh, it's a one. It's a very short, one point seven. Eh, one point seven. Sorry, uh, two hours lesson. Because mm. <laughs> I wanted to be more efficient at using Bootstrap. So basically, it's just to redesign my blog. That's all. Uh, and I I learned new stuff. Uh, because there are a lot of things to bootstrap that we don't know. Like most of the stuff we are, we are using are just columns and all. But mm-hmm, actually, there mm-hmm. are a lot of uh, tip, uh, tips and tricks that you can make it more efficiently. For example, they have the carousel. You can use it to push your push your images and push your blogs. And uh, they have the model drop down where you can collect emails and all. Very interesting stuff. Yeah, for sure. And I think um, even if you're not the kind who wants to learn something, mm-hmm. um, you could go out play a sport or... Just do another activity that takes your mind off uh, work, something that's completely separate because it really does help a lot. It's sort of like taking a mini vacation every week. Mm-hmm. And um, I think especially, okay, this was something I discovered when uh, we went to Japan together, right? I think mm-hmm. nearly a year ago uh, because I went there a little bit earlier, about a week earlier to, uh, to go on a short holiday with my friends. Uh. And then when you guys came over and then we started working on the project, right? Mm-hmm. I found like I was completely zen. Like whenever I needed to do work or anything, it was just done like at maybe twice the speed of what I was actually working in Singapore. I think maybe you and Yuchun also realized it, but yeah, it was especially like interesting to me. Yeah, because that was like the best I've ever um, worked, I think, ever. Yeah. I think... Uh 
that's about it. But I just wanted to share that in mm-hmm. I think in the next few episodes, right, you could uh I understand that your startup will be uh on a remote basis. So we can talk more about that. Um yeah, definitely. Um, I'll share a bit about my rationale. I actually decided against uh, remote working per se, but uh, it actually is sort of a hybrid where um, there will be a place for us to meet. And also because of the nature of the product that I'm building, uh, it does require us to be together in order to build for it. But um, I actually do believe that uh, remote working would work in certain parts. It's just... It's really, it really requires very good planning, which I'm not entirely certain I'm capable of at this point. So, but it would be uh, interesting to share the hybrid mode. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I will, th- I'll try and find a way to share about it, and then uh, maybe you can talk about it over the next couple of episodes. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So I guess um, is there anything else you would like to share about work-life balance, Brian? Uh, no. Just remember to sleep more. <laughs> Yeah, I think um, when you as an entrepreneur realize like you're starting to spend uh, too much time and you're starting to feel burnt out, mm-hmm. it's always better to take a step back and uh, really refresh yourself and take some rest. Oh, sorry, yeah? sorry. Oh, Go I just ahead. wanted to say that if you face problem with your work, try talking to your partner. It, it works sometimes. Yeah, I mean, Lijia always give me like, another perspective because she's not inside the tech scene and she mm-hmm. will come for another, f- she will have a fresh perspective for you and you will say, hey, well, how come I never think of that? Yeah, and usually yeah. it's very encouraging as well because um, these are people who are not really in the scene. Um, they might not know anything about the development or anything about that, right? But they mm-hmm. understand it from... Um, a practical point of view, a view mm-hmm. from the user especially. Mm-hmm. And then when you describe your idea to them, they will remind you why is it that you want to do this idea. Yeah. And I think that's actually very powerful. Um, I know it sounds very wishy-washy, but at the same time, um, you know, when you're tired, you just kind of need that mental boost. It's like running a really long distance, right? At the end of the day, your talent's all there, but then what really could pull you down is you giving up yeah and i think if you're if you're starting to burn out it's always better to take that short bit of rest and then come back to it later when you're refreshed okay cool um i guess that brings us to the end of the show brian where can we find more about you you can find me on twitter at l-e-e-t-u-c-k-s-i-n-g and you can find me on twitter as at, uh, you can find me on Twitter as well <laughs> at A-N-T-T-Y-C you can find out more about us at our website www.launchbyte.com you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter with the same handles okay thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you guys next week bye bye